0: upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater, and today we are gonna be talking about nutrition. So if you are a sugar addict, if you regularly experience cravings, or you simply don't know where to begin when it comes to improving your nutrition, this episode is gonna provide you with some very valuable insight and practical tips that you can apply to your nutrition Today. So, a lot of people's lack of progress comes not from neglecting to work out, but from not prioritizing their nutrition. And it's incredibly tiring and unmotivating to be constantly putting in work and not getting results. And the longer you do that, the more frustrating it gets and the easier it gets to quit because you feel like you aren't getting anywhere. So, it's like, well, might as well have pizza and drinks on the weekend because what you're doing isn't working, anyways. So, you do. But then you feel equally crappy because deep down inside, you know that that didn't help you. And so that vicious cycle continues. What I'm going to be talking about today are the three biggest problems we see with nutrition when we are chatting with ladies wanting to join Cut and Conquer and what you can actually do about them. So the three main struggles we see are ladies who are not eating enough, eating too much of the wrong things, and binge eating. So first off, we're going to talk about not eating enough. Because unfortunately, there's still this huge belief out there that in order to lose weight, you need to eat less food. And yes, of course, you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. And I honestly hate saying lose weight because we don't actually want to lose weight. We want to lose fat. (laughs) But if you are chronically dieting or chronically under eating, there comes a point where your body will just stop responding to you. Some of you guys might find yourself there right now. So the less you eat, the less you will expend. Now we're talking about energy here. Energy and calories are, are kind of like the same thing. So the less energy you eat, the less calories you eat, the less calories you're going to expend. Now, there is an ideal way to optimally decrease and increase your calories, but that's not exactly what we're going to be talking about today. So your body is going to adjust to the amount of calories you are eating and to the amount you are working out and expending. And that's why we can hit what we might call a plateau. And these plateaus can totally be overcome, but it does take a little bit of strategy. So, when I'm chatting with ladies who are applying for our program, one of the questions I ask them is, How much are you eating in a day? What does a typical day of eating look like for you? And I have, it's crazy the amount of ladies who say something like, Well, I have toast. And then I'm like, Okay, so what do you have for lunch? What do you have for supper? And they're like, No, just toast. Like, I just have toast. I eat once a day and it's toast. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, well, we got some work to do. And again, this is why calorie calculators and macro calculators, they don't always work for people. In fact, often they, they do not work at all because they're computer generated. So they don't take into account so many things like previous eating histories, hormones, and all of those like really, really important things that are going to affect how much you need to actually be eating in a day. So if you're someone who's used to eating 800 calories in a day, And hypothetically, theoretically, your body and your goals say you should be eating 1,800 calories. Well, if we bump you up to 1,800 calories, suddenly you're probably going to feel like shit because you're going to be so full. Your digestion is going to be off. Your training performance is also going to come down. And that's not even taking into consideration the mental component of suddenly like doubling your food intake. So it's really important in a case like this that we would increase and adjust your food and calories in a meaningful way for you. And when it comes to undereating, again, this usually happens because we are afraid of gaining weight. We think, OK, well, if I already dislike how I look and if I'm already overweight, like it can be very hard to rationalize the concept of eating more. But if you think about it, like if you just continue to eat less and less and less, you would die. Now, there's also the other end of the spectrum, and that is where you are undereating in terms of nourishment. So essentially, you're, you're malnourishing yourself, but you're overeating in terms of calories, and that's why you're gaining weight. And what that basically means is you're starving your body of the good stuff. Or maybe even you're going like hours and hours and hours without having food. But when you do eat, and it might not even be a big meal, but it's going to be packed full of empty calories. And those empty calories are generally our processed carbs and our processed fats. It's those foods that generally don't satisfy the physiological hunger, but also don't take A lot to add up when it comes to calories and generally these types of foods they also don't contain much protein which is so key for both building muscle and losing fat and they generally don't contain many micronutrients and micronutrients are your vitamins and your minerals. So things like chips, cookies, granola bars, snack foods, normal yogurts, and even a lot of foods that are marketed as health foods are going to fall into this category. And if this sounds like you, if these sounds like things that you are eating or behaviors that you're partaking in, it can be the reason why you are not losing fat. And it's because the majority of your calories are coming from processed crap. You are not timing your meals properly to feel full. And you're not eating high enough volume foods to control hunger hormones like ghrelin. And as a result, when you do eat, you are indulging in way more calories than you actually think you are. So we will talk about some strategies to help with this. But this is honestly like a perfect segue into our next topic and next common mistake when it comes to nutrition, and that is eating too much of the wrong stuff. So we kind of just just did touch on this, but when I say the wrong stuff, I'm definitely not trying to categorize foods as good or bad or any of that, but the reality is if you want to have optimal results, you need to eat optimal food sources the majority of the time. And if you don't know what optimal food sources are, I'm going to give you a couple pointers. The first thing to limit is processed foods, and the first thing to prioritize are your whole foods. So essentially, you want to eat less of man-made things and more foods that came from the earth. So more vegetables, more meats, more potatoes, eggs, more rice, more fruit. And you want to aim for a balance. You don't want to eat only fruit or only meat. You want to include a variety of all of them. And when it comes to things you want to eat less of, those would be things like pie, like deli meat, croissants, pizza pockets, anything that is man-made. Obviously, pizza pockets don't grow on a tree. (laughs) So my next pointer is to check out the food labels when you buy something. And I know food labels can be overwhelming at first, and it can just look like crazy gibberish. But a couple things you're going to want to look at is look at the protein content. Does it contain protein? Of course, not everything is going to contain protein, but that's a good place to start. From there, it's a good idea to look at the protein to sugar ratio. Does this food item contain like 42 grams of sugar per serving and two grams of protein? Because that's probably not an ideal ratio if your goal is weight loss. And again, I'm not saying that sugar is bad, but if you are trying to lose weight, we want to ideally avoid added sugars because they're not serving you. And if you don't check the food label, you have no idea what these sneaky companies are packing into the food you buy. Even if it's organic, even if it's a health food, companies actually want to pack sugar into the food because it makes it taste good. And if it tastes good, We get that dopamine hit when we eat it and we buy more of it, but not if you are aware of it and you know that you want to limit added sugars. Another tip is look at the ingredient list. Is sugar like number one or number two on that list? If so, it might not be an optimal choice. You're also going to want to look at how many ingredients are in it. And if there's more than like eight things and some of you, some of them, you have no clue what they are. It's a good indicator that that food source is likely full of processed shit. Now, I'm not saying to never, ever have these food items or eat them or buy them. I'm simply giving you the tools to be aware of what goes into your body. Now, before we get into the third biggest mistake and common nutrition mistake, let's talk about cutting carbs for a minute, because a lot of people decide to cut carbs as an attempt to lose weight. And... It's typically because when you cut your carbs, you will see a drop on the scale very quickly. And that's why people are like, oh, my God, this works. But what a lot of people don't know is that that drop on the scale is simply water weight because for every one gram of carbohydrate that you eat, your body is going to hold anywhere between like two to four grams of water per one gram of carbs. So if you're used to eating 400 grams of carbohydrates, that's going to be a fucking lot of water that you're going to drop. And water is not fat. Again, weight loss is completely different than fat loss, and that's why the scale is not always the best determinant of progress. Another one of the most basic problems with people who are cutting carbs as an attempt to lose weight is unfortunately because most people don't actually know what a carb is and what a carb is not. And a lot of people also don't understand that fats actually have double plus one the calories of carbs. So if you're swapping out oats for a piece of avocado toast, well, that avocado and don't get me wrong. Avocados are my number one favorite fat source. They are packed with like amazing high quality fats, not hating on the avocados. I love avocados, but that avocado toast. Is going to probably be at least double the calories of your oats. So if we're bringing it back to you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight, you're going to get more bang for your buck by actually keeping carbs in. Now, that doesn't mean that you want to necessarily reduce your fats too much or maybe at all. But if you're going to cut carbs, ask yourself why. Do you know what carbs do in your body? Do you know the function of carbohydrates? Do you know how many calories are in carbohydrates? Do you know what is and what is not a carbohydrate? Or are you just cutting carbs because you heard somewhere that carbs make you fat and you heard somewhere that you can drop weight by cutting out carbs? Because if your goal is maximum weight loss, maximum fat loss with maximum lean body mass retention for long-term success, meaning you want to have the leanest physique possible with that good muscle tone, then carbs are the most useful tool there is. Keep them in your diet. All right, on to the third biggest nutrition mistake we see. And I guess this wouldn't be a, a nutrition mistake because there's so much more to it. Um, but the third biggest struggle with nutrition we see is binge eating. It's crazy how common binge eating is. So first we're going to talk a little bit about the physiological aspect of binge eating because that's the easiest part to address. And that part is simply to ensure that you are fueling your body with the foods it needs, doing this in in proper portions, eating in proper portions, timing your meals properly so that your hormones are balanced, making sure your meals encompass enough protein, enough fats, and enough carbs, and doing that, and just those things alone, in addition to making sure you're drinking enough water, because sometimes we're actually dehydrated, we can mistake that thirst as hunger. So doing those simple things there, they will greatly reduce your cravings from a physiological standpoint, because your body is going to be getting what it needs. And there's also the physiological and a little bit psychological component as well of stress management, because when you are stressed mentally and physically, your body is going to be more hungry. Your hormones are going to be a little out of whack. Your cortisol is going to be a little higher and your willpower will likely be a little bit lower. So make sure you are sleeping. Make sure you are recovering and make sure you're doing something that fills up your cup, that makes you happy, that inspires you. Now the psychological component of binge eating it is much more complicated and I do have a completely separate podcast episode on binge eating I believe it's number 8 if you're someone who struggles with binge eating and want to actually dive deeper into that topic but the psychological aspect is usually what screws people up it's not usually so much the physiological and what this means is we're referring to our default habits those behavior patterns that we resort back to when we are stressed and when our motivation drops and even sometimes when we are doing good as a form of self-sabotage. And again, that's why stress management is so very key because if you can keep your stress under control, your tendency to resort back to those old behaviors will be much less. And we all know that motivation will come, motivation will go, but that's why creating new habits and powerful rituals on the good days is so important because it's easy on the good days. When we feel good, putting in the work is easy, but that motivation, it will fade. And when it does, if you don't have the discipline, if you haven't created a powerful, consistent routine, when motivation fades on those bad days, that is when you will feel the pull to binge. And if you are a binge eater, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. So if you neglect The mindset component, if you neglect working on your self-identity, on elevating the standards that you hold yourself to, when you reach a certain point of success, that binge eating is going to come back. It's either because you don't believe you are worthy, you don't believe you can maintain your results... Or your progress does not align with your current self-identity. And so we change our behavior to match how we see ourselves. Because I've said this before, but we always act in alignment with what we believe to be true. And that is why we focus so much on mindset at Cut and Conquer and teaching our clients, giving them that education teaching them how to feel in control of their food, teaching them proper portioning of carbs, proteins, and fats, and helping them learn what works best for their bodies. And the key word is teaching. To be like completely honest, the biggest mistake I made in my career as a trainer at the beginning was trying to do absolutely everything for my clients because they did not learn fucking anything. Trying to do everything for someone enables them to blindly follow, to learn nothing, and have no tools for success after their program is done. And if you don't have tools for success after your program is done, guess what happens? You all know what happens. You go right back to the way you were before. And don't get me wrong, nutrition is something you will always have to work at. But once you understand and embrace the basics of what works for you, what works for your lifestyle, it becomes so much easier. And that habit of healthy eating and portion control, it just becomes part of your identity and part of your life. So if you are listening to this, you can do it. The fact that you are listening goes to show you are moving in the right direction. And the direction you are going matters so much more than the speed you are going in. That is it that is all for today's episode. I know there are a ton of people out there who struggle with nutrition. So if you did get value from this episode, please let me know. Take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, tag me at Naifina, and let me know you're listening.